Hello and good evening, everybody, and welcome to Double Game Week 20. Villa 2 Leeds 1 opens the game week with Villa somehow surviving a Leeds onslaught to register a vital three points. We look at every player that starts throughout the game for FPL purposes, including some special 19 year old, a couple of fantastic summer signings, and so on. Aston Villa. 4-4-2 this time round had a slight tweak as Jacob Ramsey was the latest player to start, replacing McGinn this time but instead of being on the right side as most people would expect, he started on the left with shifted Buendia to the right. In any case, no matter which side either player played on, Villa's 4-4-2 looked extremely narrow compared to the wide formation they exhibited last game week. So in that sense, Villa had problems breaking out of Leeds' high pressure, simply because neither player, neither Ramsey nor Buendia really sought space out wide. Instead, it was Leon Bailey who was the fastest player on the pitch literally, eventually getting isolated against Pascal Strike 1v1. Sorry, I had Junior Furpo registered in my head because Furpo did come on later, but at this stage, we know that Villa do have the capacity for counter-attacks. Now, of course, being a counter-attacking side is not a sustainable approach, especially at home. So, really what we are considering here is the way Villa break out of attack. In this particular matchup, the key midfielder was Douglas Lewis, who took up relatively conservative positions in the opening half and later on found space in attacking midfield to receive balls to play in the likes of Ings and Bailey. So for 90% of the games, Villa was penned in by Leeds and the moments, the few moments they actually broke out involved Douglas Lewis receiving the ball in attacking midfield and then playing Leon Bailey on the right to isolate himself against the fullback or the left where most interestingly Alex Moreno who came on for a, an injured Lucas Dean start alongside Danny Ings. Danny Ings had multiple chances himself as a number 9, but really the watchlist worthy player here was summer signing Alex Moreno, with several underlapping runs notably, and was probably these runs that looked significantly more dangerous than the quick overlaps that he had in the second half. So for FPL purposes really, Villa's fixtures are going to make Alex Moreno considerable, and at the same time, Leon Bailey's value as an out-of-position midfielder will continue to tempt a lot of players, but really it's all about timing when we transition away from our Andres Pereiras or perhaps our Mitomas after Brighton's imminent double game week. Leeds 4-2-3-1, the usual players starting in their usual positions, but with Somerville still not really getting over his ankle issues, Jack Harrison started on the right side. Now, this didn't really alter Leeds' counter-pressing scheme, which involved basically harrying the defensive midfielders of Aston Villas. Rodrigo was basically a lone striker attempting to press down Villas' back four, and this forced them into playing the ball into Kamara and Luis, where all of Leeds' midfielders would jump at them. Now, having said that, winning the ball in attacking midfield still had the attacking midfielders find Rodrigo first. This Rodrigo did manage to play some beautiful wall passes to set up his attacking midfielders. Jack Harrison was 
basically denied by a world-class Emi Martinez save at the end of the first half and they basically abandoned that approach in the second half. There was a concise graphic shown at halftime, at least on my TV channels, where Villa had 55% of possession at halftime, but when they split the possession across the three different thirds of the pitch, 45% of the ball was spent in the middle of the park, understandably, but only 10% was spent in Leeds third, which meant that majority of play was actually done in Villa's third of the pitch, which basically showed how effective Leeds counter-pressing scheme was. Now, this wasn't exactly this wasn't exactly further exaggerated in the second half because Leeds made substitutions that increased their penalty area presence, especially when they were 2-0 down. Bamford being introduced gave Rodrigo a more free role. Gail Hart came on as a substitute and played permanently on the right side. But really, all of these players squeezed themselves into the box, Sam Greenwood included, and the spotlight fell on Willy Nyonto on the left side. Not really being able to beat Ashley Young on the left initially due to the lack of space. When the game went to 2-0, Nyonto had a good half of the pitch in front of him simply because Villa themselves were also on counter-attacks. So this was where Nyonto showed his specialty as a foul magnet being in the Premier League. It's partly due to his small frame, his small bulky frame that I think I've seen several people on the internet call him like a real chicken man where he just isn't able to be barged off the ball and he uses a combination of change of pace as well as a change of direction to repeatedly beat players. A really good example of this was when Villa were defending a 2-1 lead and they basically tried to harry Leeds off the ball in the final stages. Leeds started their attack from their half with Nyonto picking up the ball on the left flank. His croqueta, I think, passed two players, eventually playing a long pass to Greenwood received the ball on the left flank, printed past Ashley Young with the ball, and this is where Ashley Young just tried to shoulder barge him, and Nyonto, being the smaller player, quote-unquote, just fell to the ground, winning a crucial free kick for Leeds, who almost scored. So really, for FPL purposes, we know who the star player for Leeds is, but with Nyonto's assist robbed literally by FPL switching it to Gerhard for the faintest of touches, we at least know that he will consistently be influential with the likes of Rodrigo and Jack Harrison being among the top shooters. There's a prominent saying playing in the Premier League where luck goes against you when you're at the bottom. Leeds had a, put in a fantastic performance, culminating in several big chances only to be denied by a fantastic Emmy Martinez performance. Ignoring controversial refereeing decisions aside, at least we know that Leeds will continue to be a side that relies on their philosophy to reliably create chances. Moving forward, we know that Aston Villa too can deliver a result, but really it's all about Leon Bailey's value for money prospect and how we use him for FPL. This is FPL Teacher Speaking, who will bring you Saturday's games as soon as possible.